I'm just making sure the system's recording. I'll, uh, let me know when we have a good amount of people in here and tell me. What's up, everyone? I hope you're having a great day. All right, good to go. Let's just jump cool. into it. Let's do it. Oh, am I jumping into it? All right, perfect. Hello, there everyone. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all having a great day. Thanks for being here. Um, hopefully, you all have a bunch of questions to go over. I know myself, uh, I want to talk about a few things, Chris Bryant being one of them just went out that he was the uh, National League Player of the Week. Resurgence, I believe, nine home runs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, hitting 330 with an on-base over 400. I think he's slugging like in the 600s right now, having the best, pretty much the best start of his career, maybe the best month of his career. You go back to his 2016 season, I think his weighted runs created plus is up by like, I don't know, 25%, which is crazy. Um, and good for Chris. I'm fired up for the guy. Uh, I hope a lot of people want to talk about him today. He's a polarizing figure with this Cubs team right now. Obviously, team in general hasn't been fantastic. The offense, hate to say it, but it's just a fact since the morale blank came out, has been firing on, on all cylinders. It's been the best offense in baseball since uh, the morale blank came out on April 15th, I believe it was. Uh, the stats don't lie. The pitching, on the other hand, has not been good. It's been bad. They actually have the worst starting rotation in the league right now with a uh, pretty much average bullpen when you look at the numbers. So big series this week coming up against the Dodgers. They're arguably the best team in baseball. They have the best starters. They are the real deal, something uh, that I think many Cubs fans would agree with, that we would hope we could be the Dodgers, be a consistent contender, really a juggernaut. I mean, they're a fantastic organization, what they've done. Uh, you know, credit to them. They're, they're absolutely fabulous at what they do. So it's going to be a really good series, um, at least from a Cubs fan perspective, to see where we are. It could be a bad series if things don't go well. you got to bring your A game and things have to turn around quick with the pitching staff. Um, so we'll see what happens. But thank you all for being in here. Adam, I'll throw it to you to moderate the questions, and uh, let's get it going. Yeah, I've got a lot to cover this past week of – just from Twitter, from the Twitter world, I haven't actually watched a lot of the games, but just seeing the benches clear and seeing the sad oh, news with Hap and that. seeing there's so many things that happened. I feel like um, so a lot to cover. Um, yep. Anything on that, on that front that you want to get to before we bring everyone in? Well, Amir Garrett's a clown. He's been a clown ever since the uh, ever since really got into the league. And I understand. I'm all for people, uh, you know, bat flipping, celebrating. But I think it's the like outward. Um, I don't know. Talking and this is from again, like in the game. Like I understand if you want to get fired up with your teammates, but like you strike a guy out and he's walking off the field. Like there's no reason to be chirping at him like he was, and then to get mad when someone else. Uh, not really retaliates, but calls you out on it is pretty ridiculous. So he's been a clown for a long time. Um, again, 12 ERA. I think he has like a five career ERA. 
uh, as a big leaguer. So, I mean, it's what it is. The guy's a clown, and I think he even, like, got off social media because he got so much heat for all the ridiculous things he's done. He'll probably do it again. Um, I think him, him and Javi clearly have a history. So, you know, total clown, especially against Rizzo, like the guy who, I mean, pretty stand-up guy. Uh, a lot of players really appreciate him. So, I get it if you wanted to chirp at Javi after a strikeout like that. All right, I understand it. But Rizzo, who's just walking off the field, kind of – laugh at him like he's a you know uh kid is kind of ridiculous but again he's a clown that's how it goes and uh you move on from there love it that press is our first one up press how's it going hey phil what's up oh, yeah press? going pretty good what's up boys um been actually on vacation i haven't watched any games in four days i've just been drowning in a pina colada in key west so good i'm back <laughs> yeah it was awesome but um but obviously saw did not see it live, um, and it, I, and I guess I've heard Ian's okay. But I think like first things first, what's most important here? Like how how is he? Have you talked to him? Like what's he feeling or thinking? Yeah, I was talking to him early today. I think he will be all right. Uh, definitely was like a, a football hit. Like he he took it pretty hard. Uh, I mean, he had a great game yesterday. I'm not saying him trying to be unbiased he had an objectively great game yesterday he hit a tank things are just getting to start moving in the right direction he did have like the three or four days off last week which i think was good um you know again just one of those stretches where you're not seeing the ball well at all um it happens he has the you know ability to you know get out of it and yesterday was a step in the right direction hopefully he's not out for too long hopefully it's not in the uh, I, again i don't want to on it specifically but hopefully uh there's no real head issue there if anything it's just you know a few bumps and bruises but we'll see in terms of, of uh his availability tonight but when i talked to him he's feeling good uh and he was uh lucky that it wasn't much worse because that was a pretty nasty hit yeah that's really good to hear i mean i feel like I feel like it's yeah. all fun when you're when you're watching clips, people chirping each other and benches clearing, and oh, you know, um, you watch the guy strike somebody out with a 46 mile an hour pitch, or you know, you see somebody like Zobrist or Rizzo uh, strike out like just like an incredible player, uh, but then something like that happens to happen, you're just like you kind of step back and you're like, man, like we're we're so lucky that we all get to like care so much about things that in the end, like feel so trivial when you see something like that happen, you know, it's so good to hear um, he's For feeling sure. well and please let him know that the morale clubhouse uh, has, you know, sent his, uh, sent him our best wishes. I will. I'm going to, we'll actually clip this and we'll send it to him specifically. So he knows. Hell yeah. I feel better. Thanks, Press. I appreciate it. No problem. See you guys. See ya. Thanks, Press. Yeah, Fred, I'm wondering when the next time is appropriate where we just uh, ping Ian from from this app and just force him in. Oh, I don't yeah, know if he still the downloaded. I mean, listen, he's he's a he's a busy guy, and um, you know, especially over the last month, it hasn't been his best month. So we're trying to focus on the uh, you know the get get back to the nitty gritty, right, and focus on the baseball. Not saying he wasn't at all. That's not what I'm implying, but. Uh, you know, he has a lot of things on his plate, and uh, I'm looking forward for him to be the player that uh, he is. I mean, he's a really good big leaguer, and uh, he can definitely help this team. Going to the point of the offense is doing fantastic right now. 
that offense has been fantastic for the last two, two and a half weeks, which is great to see. Yesterday's game was just insane. Just every time I opened, again, I wasn't even watching it. So every time I was opening up Twitter, it was just a new, a new bomb highlight from both sides. It seemed like an, a crazy game to, wow, to be watching. Love this, to see this, the bats uh, alive on yeah. our end of it. This offense is busting their ass. I mean, again, have they been productive every night? No, but you look at the numbers, you look at the stats, they've been one of the best offenses for the last two-plus weeks. Um, you know, playing probably to a higher potential than many thought. I mean, you know, I think everyone thinks this could be a good offense, but then there's always the doubts about the strikeouts, so on and so forth. few players to highlight, Matt Duffy. I mean, the fact that he's playing at the level he is right now and when you look at the expected statistics, he's actually underperforming uh, in terms of your, in terms of his production is something. He is the utility player that we all hoped uh, David Bodie would be. He's a guy who can put the ball in play, professional at bats. I'm not trying to knock David Bodie, but he's been a victim of the strikeout way too many times. I get that it's part of the game, but when you have the players that you do uh, throughout the lineup that fall victim to the strikeout, it's refreshing and incredibly productive to have a guy who can put the ball in play and have consistent at-bats um, and get things moving. Nico in the same exact round there. We, we're seeing why he's so important, why I was talking about it for so long. Nico Horner being arguably the most important player on this team this year. Not saying he's the most productive. I'm not saying he's uh, the best, but I'm saying in terms of what we can look for moving forward, creating this next core. Nico's a big part of that. A guy who can put the ball in play, a guy who can handle velocity, handle velocity at the top of the zone, combat which, uh, what a lot of these pitchers are doing today. And we're seeing that play out. He's a great defender, great athlete, uh, great guy, great teammate, the whole deal. Uh, it's why he was picked in the first round. It's why the pick deal made is awesome, uh, getting him where he did. And we're, we're seeing that play out on the big league level. And I think he's like, what, 24, 23 years old. Um, it's special. and. Uh, Hopefully he can continue, you know, being the guy we all think he can be, which is an incredibly productive big leader, which the Cubs have not had in a very long time. Seth, you're next up. All right, so not not to uh, dwell on the negative here, but you're talking about how important Nico is, and obviously yeah. he was on the other end of that collision yesterday. Um, I just got the ping from the MLB app. Uh, he's not in the lineup tonight. Um, okay. are, have you heard anything from any, it, Do you know how he's doing? Whether you know we can expect him to be missing any time here? He obviously took a minute to shake out that knee after. after yeah, good in. question. Um, I haven't heard specifics about Nico, but I would say if he's not, well, I, I don't want to generalize. I would say if he wasn't on the IL today, then it's probably just a day-to-day -day thing. I'm assuming, um, but that's a good question. I haven't heard the specifics about Nico. Hopefully, I can find out more in the coming days. Thanks, Seth. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Bring it, on, it bring it on, Josh. Wait, Josh is our first play-by-play -play announcer. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So, yeah, going off uh, the ping, uh, apparently Peterson's leading off, and then uh, they got um, Brian in center today. Okay. Oh, wow. So a little that. shake up there. And I think that's that, what we that, need. You know, that might be a good thing or it might be a bad thing. Kind of, you know, how how uh, how perfect is it is that Chris Bryant is playing center field 
in front of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers right now, a prime candidate to take on KB, considering how uh, versatile they like their lineups. Um, very, very telling. But it's great to see Jack back in there. Again, another guy who, I mean, we, we forget how great he was in spring training. I know it's spring training. I understand their exhibition games. I get it. I totally understand. But uh, excited to have him back in there and, you know, continue on with this what this offense is doing. And if you can hit the Dodgers pitching, uh, which arguably, well, they have the best starting rotation in the game, uh, then it, it really shows something. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I just have a quick little thought um, with KB playing so well and like on pace to be even better than he was in 2016. Yeah. And like with the trade rumors and everything, I do you think that plays any part in it? Because there's never been a person who's gotten traded mid-season and still won MVP. I know there's that goes into a contract and he's thinking about his future. So do you think him being in the race for MVP has anything to do with uh, his status for later in the year? Yeah, uh, him. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, you know, I, I read the Tom Berducci article on Sports Illustrated. It came out, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Um, it was talking about a revamped swing and kind of what he was thinking about differently. You know, he probably does have a little mental change in terms of what he's trying to do at the plate. But for me, it's the same swing, same guy. He's just confident. He's healthy. And, you know, the reason why I bring that up is I don't know if the contract stuff is really like motivating him or the MVP is really motivating him. I just think he's he had success early. He was terrible in spring training. He hit a couple home runs, and that carries out, you know, into having a really, really good month. And hopefully he can carry that on. I mean, baseball is this game where there's these major ebbs and flows. It doesn't matter if you're hurt or not. And right now he's in a really good stretch, and some guys can carry that stretch for a couple months, a couple of years. Um, and it goes why it goes to show why baseball is so hard to predict. It's crazy in that sense. So I'm super happy for Chris. You know, I'm, I'm super excited for him to be going out and playing the way he is. I know I've said on here a bunch, if I just re-sign one guy, it's Chris Bryant because of his versatility, because of how he can handle the strike zone. When he's healthy, he's, a, you know, a really good player. Um, and he's playing probably better than we all thought he ever could uh, going past his 2016 and 17 season. I mean, I don't think ever anyone would have thought we would have seen a Chris Bryant like this again. So props to him. I'm fired up. I hope he's a Cub for life. I hope they can find a way to extend him. I don't know. I mean, I know there's definitely some doubt there. I, I've said it myself. Um, I'm hoping that changes, but we'll see what happens, and hopefully he can add on to what he's been doing so far in this 2021 year. I love it. And I love the receipt Thanks, you Josh. brought up a couple weeks ago, uh, or last week, about him not being in the top 10 third baseman. Yeah, uh, I mean. Earlier season. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of receipts out there, and the fact, and I understand the people arguing that like now he's really an outfielder. I get it, I understand, but it, I mean, let's not forget he was a really good defender last year and le uh, years leading up to that. So, I think he deserves a lot of credit. His versatility is second to none, um, and even more reason for why he needs to be extended here in Chicago. Definitely. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. See ya. Thanks, Josh. First morale play-by-play. -play. Zachary, you're next up. All right, quick question for a couple of you guys. I'm glad to join up on this. Um, Jack Peterson, uh, coming back into the lineup, I really want him to get every day at bats. Do you think that might happen, or are they going to continue to maybe platoon him 
like Marisnik or even a Chris Bryant? You know, I don't see Marisnik. It's a good question. I don't see Marisnik. I see Chris Bryant as being a guy who's going to go uh, everywhere. I mean, you see that tonight in center field. Uh, obviously, Ian's going to be in hit there. You know, Jason, he's struggling right now. And Jason needs to be a guy. Even if he's not producing, he's got to be a guy who can put the ball in play. And when he's striking out as much as he is, it's troubling to see because we know he's not going to slug. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's interesting. Matt W. Matt Duffy, you got to play him. I mean, the guy puts the ball in play. I'm not saying it's all about, you know, not striking out. That's not what I mean. My, what I mean is that when you have a roster with as many guys who strike strike out as much as they do, you need to find a guy who can move the runner over, who can get the, uh, you know, ball in play when there's a man on third. Nico, Matt, uh, and Matt Duffy are guys who can do that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Chris is going to be utilized a lot in the outfield. I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Hayward actually takes the hit here um, in terms of playing time. But it's probably going to be matched up again with Jock and Hayward, the, the whole deal. Um, but the fact that Matt Duffy has come out and been a guy uh, is huge. You know, that doesn't bode well for guys like uh, David Bodie. I mean, when Nico's on the team and you have a bunch of other guys who are performing, it puts them in a tough spot. So we'll see. Uh, but, yes, going back to what you said earlier, Jack deserves at-bats. He's a proven big league hitter. He had a great spring training. You know, he got hurt. He really struggled. Uh, give him a couple more weeks, a month, whatever it may be, to get his foot, uh, feet wet again in a Chicago Cub uniform, and uh, we'll see what happens from there as the wind starts blowing out more and more. Uh, thank you. And uh, I kind of like that idea of getting Duffy in more plays. Um, yeah. Even if you look at the other side of town, like – when Madrigal's in the lineup for the White Sox, it changes the whole complexity because basically gets on base and gets hits. So that's kind yeah. of what we need to kind of spice up the um, the strikeouts kind of. Yeah, I mean, we have guys who can get on base, but it's just a matter of, you know, when there's a guy, for instance, when there's a guy on second and uh, no outs or one out, guy on third, like, the chances that Matt Duffy or Nico Horner can get that guy in on an out on a sacrifice fly or a ground ball is is better than Jack Peterson or better than, hate to say it, Wilson Contreras or better than uh, a few other guys who have a high strikeout rate. So it's those little things. I'm not saying those guys are make or break players. I'm not saying we, we should have a bunch of guys on the roster who only strike out 10% of the time. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you need to have a mix there. You need to have guys who can handle the fastball, handle the high fastball, and Nico and Matt Duffy are a few of those guys, and it's paid off. So hopefully that can continue on uh, as these games move forward. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Trent, you're next up. How's it going? How's it going, guys? What's up, Trent? Um, so you just kind of touched on it with Josh a little bit earlier, but you tweeted out earlier today about uh, KB basically being um, extension priority number one. Yeah. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with you uh, with that. But let's say, I guess in a given, like a perfect scenario, let's say Judd's not looking to trade him. He wants to extend him. He wants to keep him here. Um, looking at it realistically, do you think, does it worry you that um, that they'd even be able to do it in a realistic scenario? Because I'm just thinking, like, in terms of how Boris treats his guys and wants everybody to get to free agency because it's the most expensive way to acquire a player. Um, and then obviously how he's been treated the last couple of years, um, or at least maybe his perception of it. Does it worry you that even in a perfect scenario that we might not even be able to get it done? 
Yeah, definitely. For sure. And, you know, I, I don't want to uh, generalize and I, I totally understand what you're saying. and I agree with what you're saying, but I don't want to generalize and just say, well, it's not going to happen because of Scott Boris. Like Scott Boris works for Chris Bryant. You see with a lot of other guys like the Christian Yelich deal. I mean, he could have stayed around and chose free agency or, you know, waited out for a couple more years. Uh, and he decided not to, and arguably probably took less money than he could have gotten on the open market. But a, a lot of guys want that insurance. They want the safety of, uh, you know, being able to know that they're going to have 200 plus million dollars in the bank, regardless of what happens after they sign this contract. So, yeah, I totally hear you. Uh, we'll see if Chris falls in line there. I will say, though, even though Chris it has bet on himself, he, he probably will take this to free agency. I still think there's part of him who, you know, he, he lived through those years of 2018, 2020, when he was hurt, struggling, his trade stock plummeted, everyone said how bad he was, you know, the whole deal, uh, which is great for his resurgence, but it's not like that can't happen again. And, and I'm not trying to scare off Cub fans who, you know, yeah, want absolutely. to extend it, but that can happen again. And I'm just saying for his peace of mind, uh, we see often when a guy signs an extension, they can just focus on baseball that they can, you know, uh, start to produce or produce at a more consistent level. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. You know, personally for me, he's playing at a level, you know, of, of at least 200 million. Um, and I'm, yeah, not was about who, I'm not someone who wants to sign up a guy for 10 years, but you know, I, I would pay more in terms of AAV on a consistent basis uh, and make it a shorter deal. But I'm also not trying to shortchange Chris Bryant. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. I, but you, going back to your question, absolutely, there is the uh, worry out there, speaking for myself, that when you have 29 other teams involved, that the whole thing becomes murky. He starts seeing different places, different uh, settings, different scenarios uh, that can – potentially favor him in a uh, in a much better standpoint for his overall career. Yeah, I was about to ask you about um, a year and a number if you had like a guess off the best of your uh, off the top of your head, but yeah, I think you know, nailed I, it. Yeah, I think um, I think more than 200, you know, I, I mean I think 300 super aggressive. When you I look at the, and, and I say this because I understand his versatility I understand what he can do, but when you look at the expected statistics, and I, I know I say that all, all the time, but like, like he's he doesn't hit the ball like Bryce Harper hits the ball. I mean, Bryce Harper absolutely murders the baseball. Bryce <laughs> Harper is a freak when it comes to that. He is, I mean, his average exit velocity is unbelievable. His expected weighted on base average is unbelievable consistently. Chris Bryant isn't that. Not saying he's not a productive player, but Bryce Harper, Mike Tr I mean, these guys are on a different level. I know what you so, mean, yeah. We'll see what happens there, but I would say you know north of two hundred million, I would make it a shorter deal. But that's just me. Uh, but the Cubs have so much money coming off the books, and uh, you know they're going to have to pivot. I don't think they want to go into a full rebuild after this year, so they're going to have to make a move somewhere. They're going to have to commit somewhere, and hopefully Chris Bryant's that guy. Yep, I agree. Uh, well, I appreciate it, Fred. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Trent. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks, Trent. Are anyone else in the uh, in the room that wants to raise their hand and contribute? Uh, do it now so I get you guys up on the speaker panel. We go there. We go right away. We got people, a couple people. Jake is gonna be first up. Jake's been on a few times. Jake, how's it going? Hey, good guys. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm in the car. 
You What's sound up, like Jake? you're on the moon, but we it hear you. It does sound like you're on the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's the shitty car, car phone. Sorry, I'll be quick, but I got disconnected while, while Trent was talking, so I don't know if you guys already talked about it, but um, the minor league season starts this week. Dom, anything you got your eye on uh, as the uh, Cubs minor league system gets underway? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Brent Davis is the first thing, you know, where's he at Miguel Amaya again? I know I'm just saying the big names, but again, the Cubs have an opportunity. You're starting to see it more like with Keegan Thompson coming up, Justin Steele, a couple of these younger guys coming into the bullpen. These, the, the, these pitching prospects, uh, they're huge for what, what's going on moving forward. You're seeing why, or you're seeing the new lifeblood of the uh, pitching infrastructure with uh, Morales lay who's pitched, you know, really well. I know the ERA hasn't shown it, but he's pitched really well. The slider's really good. Um, and these are the guys that are the new wave. I mean, Jake, I love Jake, but he's not going to be around forever. Trevor Williams, like this, what the rotation is right now, granted, you know, Kyle Hendricks is struggling, but what it is right now, this is not what we're banking on moving forward. We have the worst starting rotation in the big leagues right now. And I hate to say it, by a mile. I mean, it's almost a full uh, – uh, F war uh, compared to the next team, the 29th best rotation. The Cubs are 30th. So yeah, uh, Jake, I'm glad you bring that up. I mean, so many of these guys, um, it, it's huge, and we need these arms to come up and come up soon. Not saying the Cubs shouldn't spend in free agency moving forward, but we need these arms, whether it be in the bullpen or in the starting rotation, to you know revitalize the starting staff. And uh, hopefully that can happen sooner or later. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. But I'm excited to see uh, what these guys are doing in the minor leagues because it's so important to where we go moving forward. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, right Jake. On. Thanks, guys. Kobe, what's up? Yeah, Don, what's up? What's up, Kobe? So, so uh, one thing I think Bias is looking a lot better. Like yesterday, he had 97 yep. up in the zone, like. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's a good sign because he's yeah. been by fastballs this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I know I, I, I've been fairly critical of Javi. Um, listen, he's just a tough he, – he's a tough, tough player to wrap your head around because he, he can do fantastic things but he just doesn't have the, he's consistently inconsistent. And I, I, I hate to put it that way, but it's like, you never know where it's going to be. And at the same time, when he's bad, he's really bad. I know he's going to hit the homers. I know he's going to make the great plays in the field. I know he's going to have great base running. I know he's one of the most electric baseball players on the field with the most swagger. I get it. And I root for the guy. I want him to do well. Um, but right now, especially where we're at with a, you know, last place team, which is, what we are, I hate to say it, we're five games back. I think we have a 12 and, what, 16 record, something like that. Um, you need to find consistency. And especially looking at who's going to be on this roster moving forward, I hope Javi can become a more consistent player. And if he was on the roster moving forward, if he was extended, I'd welcome him with open with open arms. But you need to have a guy who can, A, put the ball in play, A, get on, but B, get on base, and have productive at-bats. Um, I'm happy to see him hitting the tanks that he is. Uh, and hopefully he trends, uh, you know, in, a, in the right direction moving forward. But he's still just a he's a maddening player for a lot of for a lot of people. And that's coming from me, who's the most one of the most optimistic Cubs fans out there. But 
yes, I'm happy to see him uh, hitting 93 at the top of the zone, going the other way, and hopefully he can continue that uh, as the games move on. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You got it. Thanks, Kobe. Thanks, Kobe. Anyone else up in the speaker panel right now? Have anything else to uh, to add in before we take a? Dom, I just want your thoughts on uh, the lineup today. I, I can't wrap my head around Peterson leading off still. Hey, I think it's I think it's just a way to get guys moving, finding guys in a different spot. Finding, I mean, that's how baseball is, man. You. you it's such a weird game, getting a different feel, uh, where, you know, hitting in this uh, different spot in the order, playing a different position, wearing your pants up in a specific way, wearing bad. I mean, it's a weird game, man. And, uh, you know, it's just a way to probably spark Jock, just like how Madden would put Anthony Rizzo in the top of the order to spark the offense or to spark Anthony Rizzo, right? So, yeah, I get that it's different, but Jock's proven to be a big league hitter, and I know he hasn't – he played particularly well, but Cubs have a few guys banged up. Wilson Barris, Ian, Nico. So you, you find a way to make do with what you have, and uh, hopefully that can uh, spark Jock in a specific way because he can be a difference maker. He can be a guy who can, can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He hits the ball really hard, um, and when he's doing well, like he's not a guy who's going to strike out like very uh, at a higher clip in relation to league average. So he can hit the high fastball. He can slug off the high fastball, which is what the Cubs need. And uh, hopefully that starts tonight. Revenge game. Revenge game. I love it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. All right, Fred, it's time to go to Olive Garden. Who, oh, you, take, yes. who are you taking to dinner this week? Well, it's Chris Bryant. Well, actually, I'm going to say two guys. Chris Bryant. Actually, three guys. Well, how do I want to do it? Can I do three guys, or is that kind of no. uh, watering down? No. I mean, we allowed marquee because that's like one collective unit. But Okay, fine. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Matt Duffy. I'm going to take Matt Duffy. He's the guy who uh, the Cubs have been looking for for so long, a Nico Horner type, a guy who puts the ball in play, a guy who can get on base. And to his credit, he's underperforming his, his expected statistics right now. I think – in terms of looking at Matt Duffy, a lot of people think, well, he's getting uh, lucky. He's like balls are, you know, getting through the six hole or they're seeing eye singles. Like, no, he's hitting the ball relatively well. He's hitting line drives. He's getting on base. He's playing good defense. He's actually a little bit quicker than I than I originally had thought. And, you know, I like David Bodie. I know he can slug at times. I know he's versatile. I know he's a pretty good glove. Don't be surprised if Matt Duffy isn't around here for a few more years because of what he can bring this team. Um, he's having his own resurgence for his own career, which I think is fantastic. He's a professional. I think he won the Rookie of the Year in 2015 or something. And from everything that I've heard from Matt Duffy throughout his career, he's been a professional hitter, given professional at-bats. That's what the Cubs need at times, and that's why the Cubs have played as well as they have why they've been as productive as they have. And I'm not even mentioning the morale blend. I mean, that's done wonders, but it's guys like Matt Duffy, guys like Nico Horner. So I'm bringing Matt Duffy to Olive Garden. We're getting breadsticks. We're getting the endless soup and salad. We're going to have a great high-class meal, uh, you know, because when you're there, you're family. So, um, yes, Matt Duffy's going to Olive Garden with me this week. Breaking breadsticks, Matt Duffy, breaking who came in second in NL Rookie of the Year voting to second, Chris okay. Bryant. Fair enough. How, how could I forget? Absolutely. 
All right, Fred, take us out into uh, the Dodgers series back at home. How you yeah, feeling? Yeah, I mean, we're back in the federal landmark. We're back in the troughs. We're back in the uh, the bleachers. Hopefully, we get some get some hard hats out there. Um, the wind should be blowing out tonight, I think, because we're still in a warm trek. So, uh, you know, hopefully the wind's blowing out tonight. Hopefully we can hit some tanks. But more importantly, the offense is going to do what they do. It doesn't mean they're going to produce every night. It doesn't mean there's going to be five runs on the board every night. But we need to have a starting rotation who can go out and give us a chance on a consistent basis. The bullpen, I know people want to rip on the bullpen. It's the, you know, the whole nature of it. You have one bad outing from a guy, and then you're saying the bullpen's terrible. Like, they're an average bullpen right now. I think they can get better. I think they can get close to the top ten. Not saying they're an elite bullpen, but they can be better than what they've shown. The starting rotation is going to carry this team wherever it ends up going. And when you have the worst starting rotation in baseball by a mile, there's a reason why you're in last place. It's a reason why you're whatever negative uh, 14 run differential. It's a reason why you're five games back in a, you know, like just, I'm not going to say mediocre, but just kind of a, a whatever division. Um, so that has to start. I mean, and, and I get it. Kyle Hendricks has to be a lot better. Hopefully that starts tonight. Morales Lake can pitch to a two or a three when you're looking at an overall rotation. Jake is going to give you what he's going to give you. Same thing with Trevor Williams. Zach Davies has to be a whole lot better. I thought he'd be a whole lot better. Uh, so it starts tonight. I mean, I understand there's more games. I know we have a lot more uh, baseball left to play, but in terms of when you're looking at this team, what's going to happen with the guys who are on one-year contract? Craig Kimbrell, Anthony Rizzo. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, the list goes on and on. They're full of them on this team. Jack Peterson, it's all over the place. Um, so hopefully that starts tonight against a very, very, very good team and organization in the L.A. Dodgers who have a fantastic starting rotation. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, but we're back in the federal landmark. We're back in the city of Chicago. It's getting warm out. It was an absolutely beautiful weekend. I burnt my face off this weekend uh, sitting in the shade all weekend, which is ridiculous and a story that – I'll say it another time. I was so mad about it because I didn't think I would get as burnt as I am right now. But um, overall, uh, looking forward to be back at Wrigley, and hopefully everyone enjoys watching the game tonight and we get a W. Speaking of burning your face off, it seems like the offense have burned their face off with the morale blend, and we need to get that morale blend into the relief pitcher's hands. Yeah, it's going to – yeah, it has to happen soon. I know people. a lot of people have joked about having the uh, pitching blend – uh, maybe we see that down the road. But anyways, yeah, the morale, the morale blend has done wonders. And I'll put my hand up. I have to be better, you know, trying to uh, work with the R&D team at Connect Roasters to make sure that, um, you know, the pitchers are benefiting it, benefiting from it as well as the hitters are. But I will say, the last part, I will say, morale's delayed, drinks the, the morale blend, and he's been the best pitcher so far. So, or at least the best pitcher in the starting rotation. So, Goes to show a little bit there. Maybe we need a few more guys to hop on that morale blend uh, because I know the uh, the hitters are using it and they've done fantastic so far. If we get some people in the bleachers this week, just bring some morale blend and drop it into the, the pitchers. It'd be great. Exactly. Dumping morale blend over the uh, over the basket into the uh, you know into the bullpen in left center. So hopefully that happens. It needs to happen. Thanks for everyone for joining in. Make sure to Thanks grab your morale blend. ConnectRoasters.com. Absolutely. And again, I, for, last thing presented by uh, my State Farm insurance agent, my actual insurance agent, Eric Bolinski. 
773-775-2000 for home, life, and auto. He's my actual insurance agent, um, and he sponsors these clubhouses. So give him a call if you need any service. Uh, he's fantastic, and he'll help you out in the best way possible. Thanks again, everyone, for being here. Uh, Cubs in four, even when we're four, even when we're five games back, it's still Cubs in four, and uh, hopefully we get a W tonight. God bless you and your families. God bless you and your family. Thanks again, guys.